Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo Welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones and I'm your host. I'm a certified life and relationship coach, a strategist, an engineer, and a mental health advocate. And tonight, we have an extra, 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 extra special guest. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but we're talking about, are you living your life as an imposter? And we're going to talk about what that means. We're going to talk about the different ways that that shows up in your life. And like I said, I guarantee you, you're going to see yourself. So I'm going to put him on screen. I am going to introduce him lightly myself, and then I'm going to let him tell you who he is and what he does. So stand by. Let me make sure that he's off mute. And so this gentleman here, Theo Brown, I met Theo through um, our friend of the show, Bernadette Jackson, and we've done many, many clubhouse rooms together. And this brother... When you're talking about, you, y'all know every time I bring somebody on here, I always tell you, I bring, I always look for the smartest, the smartest people in the room and I bring them here because, because <laughs> I need for y'all to get the most value. Yes, sir. You're going to get your flowers today. So, so I, um, the way that Theo explains things and you'll see it tonight because he, he don't even have to perform. It's just naturally how he is. And you'll see it tonight when he answers these questions I got for him, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've done, we've done some shows together and the reason why he hadn't been here is because most, a lot of those shows were on Wednesday. So it kind of clashed. So now that it's not every Wednesday, I get the opportunity to have this gentleman on the show. So, um, Theo, if you can introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do and then we'll get started. What's going on, everybody. My name is Theo. Um, I go by Theo or you can go Theo Brown T but I prefer Theo, just a lot more friendlier. Um, if you're on Clubhouse, you can call me Theophilus. That's typically what my name is on Clubhouse. But um, I, I am a coach and let me say I'm a coach sometimes. And I say sometimes because I'm not everybody's coach. I'm not for everybody. Um, and so I do coach some people. Um, I am a barber, I am a husband, I am a conglomerate of things, but all in all, I'm a learner of life. I'm a student of life. I enjoy life. Um, I, yeah, you know what, Derek? I think that's it. I think that's enough about me, man. I think, yeah, I think that's we, it. We're going to get to the rest <laughs> of it later, sir. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably one of yeah. the most humble people I've ever met. This dude, this dude is really <laughs> helping people out here, man. Um, we're going to talk about that later. But he's, he's really, he really does everything that I see him doing from his heart. And those are the type of people that I really like to let you people see because all of this fake, phony stuff that's going out here, I bring you people here that are not only smart, that not only know what they're talking about, but they really love what they do. So we'll talk about that later. We're not going to skip over Pathfinders and all the other stuff, man. We're well, we going to go there. Okay? I mean, I'm going to mention it, but you know, I just uh, didn't want to put it out there like that right in the front. You know, We're going to talk about that. it later. You, you get a pass, okay. sir. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. 
So um, what we're going to do is, so the show is, is called, Are You Living Your Life as an Imposter? And so, and, and I got this because I went, like I literally did a deep dive on, on Theo's profile and I saw one video where he was talking about, I think he called it imposterism. And mm -hmm. so what I want you to do, um, based off, we're going to go a couple of different places tonight. Um, but I want you to okay. start off by talking about it in the way that you did in that video and like what it means to you and how, how you have shown up, um, you know, in that way. Cause I think you said in the video was personal to you, but it's your opinion. Mm -hmm. I want you to give us a little bit of that. And then we're going to go into the meat and potatoes of everything after that. So for me, um, when, you know, in that video specifically, I'm talking about a time that even, even now currently that I'm still working through times that I still feel as if I'm not good enough times. I feel like I'm not smart enough times that I feel that I don't deserve what I have. And even when I show up in certain spaces, there's times that I feel ill-equipped. And so even just in life, just in my daily life, I would go to the gym and say, well, do I know how to do this exercise? Like simple little things that you shouldn't question yourself on, but you question yourself because you know that you, you're doing it intentionally and, and there's a purpose to doing it. So for me, it's, it's one of those things that I constantly check myself just to make sure that my awareness level is where, <laughs> you know, where it needs to be. And so I never want to show up counterfeit. I never want to show up, um, you know, in a way that doesn't align with my, my spirit. And so typically, you know, when, when most people ask me to do something, I say no, um, because as, as a recovering and healed people pleaser, uh, no, no is my biggest fence. And, and so mm -hmm. it's always easier to turn a, a no into a yes than it is to turn a yes into a no. And so right. for me, I learned that I can, I can say no and go back and most people will accept that now when you know for things like this when when i'm asked depends on who's asking mm -hmm. it's it's an automatic yes obviously that's a no-brainer but for for other things it's, it's more like let me let me make sure that i'm in alignment with you let me make sure that i know that i can deliver to the best of my abilities and i don't want to show up on your space as mm -hmm. half-stepping or counterfeit and so right yeah so so for me imposterism it, uh, as, as the word that I made up, <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it's near and dear to my heart because I've struggled with that for a long, yeah. a long, long time. So yeah, yeah, man, like that's, that's pretty much where that video came from. Yeah. I, I, I think if I was being honest in some way, shape or form, I think most of my life <laughs> from a kid all the way up into a grown man in some way, shape or form. And you know, when I was, when I was looking at some of this stuff, they were saying like, 70% of people, you know, have, have, you know, been an imposter. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. But I think a lot of times we, we struggle with being accepted by, mm. you know, by society, by the people that we're around. We're going to talk about that. I'm a, I, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do this in reverse of how I was going to do it in the beginning. Cause I'm going to give these little, they gave like five different types of, uh, of imposter imposter syndrome or whatever so i'm gonna go mm -hmm. through these these things um and then we can and then you can kind of chime in if you if you want to about these different things or have you have you ever been this type of person um people that are listening 
Um, if any of these things ring true, just type in the um, the word that I'm going to use in, so that you can identify with it if this this um, sounds like you. So this is how we're going to do the show, right? Because because the computer is working in real time. We're going to do these five things, and then we're going to go into the things that we don't really think about that fits under the umbrella um, of of being an imposter or showing up as as someone else just to suit the environment. So the first one they have is the perfectionist. Perfectionism and imposter syndrome often go hand in hand. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves, and when they fall, fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. So they they say whether they realize it or not, this group can also be control freaks, feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. Who? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> Yo, this like I still suffer with this. Um I overthink the hell out of everything cuz I feel like it's got to be perfect. And there's another side of my brain that says I know that it doesn't have to be, so it's like a war. And, and especially with social media. When I post on social media, my overthinking brain goes in overdrive. And I'm like, should I post <laughs> this? Are they going to like this? Are they going to share? And then It'll be hours later, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, just gonna put it out there. So it's right. it's uh, it's that's huge for me, man. I, no, I'm definitely. Listen, bro, you, you got any comments? For me, it, it's like the opposite because like social media does. I don't post on social media for much. Like I probably right. should be, you know, as a you know as as a business owner. As, now I post more so on my barbering page mm-hmm. because you know that's more. There's physical evidence of what I do, right? But as a coach, it's it's kind of like I'm not a coach 24 seven, despite right. to what my, you know, my wife, my belief. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coach 24 seven. And so, bro, I like corny dad jokes. I like, you know, I just like a, con- like a conglomerate of things like my algorithm can't keep up with me because I'm just I like a lot of things that that's not consistent with what you would think. Right. Uh, Let's let's face it. A black man at thirty six would like, right? Sorry, yeah. right? And so yeah. my algorithm is completely jacked up. So like in my search bar, like like you see like military stuff, like like you see barbering stuff, and you see like a couple little coach coach quotes here and there, and then like in like in a corner, like like you see um Allen Iverson, like it, it's just right. conglomerate <laughs> things that that my algorithm is completely like. I don't like this dude because he can't yeah. keep it consistent because for me, getting on social media is a way to connect. And so when I post something, I only post whatever I feel genuinely that right. I, I like. I don't even care if it gets views, likes or anything. I just post it because for me, it's just my, <laughs> I find this funny. Let me share it with other people who are weirdos just like me that would find this funny. And so right, it, it, it just more that the perfectionist part of that but I think when I do try to market and when I do try hard, it does become difficult because now I'm in my head about, is this going to get the views I'm supposed to get? Is this going to get the attention? Is this going to get the eyes? But when I post for myself, I'm like, man, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. And it so, yeah, me, it, it, mm. it, it, it does hit a little different. Yeah, it took me a long time, man. Like, not, not recently, but just trying to metamorphosize yourself into something like what you see other people are doing because you think mm. you're going to get what they got, the like the success that yeah. they got, and this just doesn't work that way. No. It took me a long time to own who I am. 
<laughs> now I don't give a damn because you know when you see me on that Instagram live, I'm just like whatever. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, that, oh, that... Derek is going in. I was like, hold on, get your waters. Oh my gosh! That that's like, like forty. Like, that's like forty something years worth of pent up me wanting to come out, <laughs> showing itself. Finally, I'm like I could be myself now, and I don't care right, about what right. they think. So, right. yeah, it's this no, is that this was good. That was good to see. Uh, <laughs> number two is the super superwoman or Superman. It says since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonings amongst real deal colleagues they often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up but this is just the false cover-up for their insecurities and the work overload may may harm not only their own mental health but also their relationships with others no that's real yeah this one right here mm, really mm, i don't know if i worked like in this particular because i can we could talk about superwoman and superman but the right, description right, right. they gave with the colleagues at work, nah, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't worked extra to to measure up to them. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, that's fair. that's not, yeah, that that's not. I I don't think I've I've ever done that. Because <laughs> um, in that in that forum, it took me a little a little while, but I was like, yo, I I got here just like you did, so mm. uh, I'm just gonna do because you know they those those. The, the palm colors, they, they, they will see, this is the new me, right? When I first got there, they was like, how did you get this job? And I'm right. like the same way you did. I applied and I have I my references in my resume. Like, what do you, they couldn't, they was like, oh my God. Like, and I was like, stop. They let y'all go to school. I mean, um, 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 <laughs> Yeah, so what so what I'm not gonna do is kiss nobody's butt to get right. anywhere or to feel like I need to measure up to them. That's just how I'm built. But I, I will say, cause they cause they mentioning like workaholics and stuff like that. Even if I was a workaholic, it wouldn't be to like please somebody else. Mm. It'll probably be me overthinking something that probably doesn't need to be overworked, but I don't think I would do it for this for for the imposter part of it. Um any thoughts mm. on your end? So, for me, it rings a little different because I think I, I've had that. And if I don't check it, I might still, you know, it might still come up. Um, the, the people-pleasing aspect of imposter, like having to overdo things so that people appreciate you and like you because you're afraid that if you don't perform, they take their love away from you. Um, now, in a work capacity, uh, when I was in the military, yes, there was a lot of um, measuring myself according to what the regulation is or according to what my peers are doing. Mm -hmm. And I had to get out of that quickly because I realized I, don't, I wasn't my peers. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't them. Um, and for me, it was one of those things that I had to kind of create my own lane and I had to kind of um, lead differently because I understood who I wasn't. And I wasn't going to try to be that thing. And so when I when I showed up, I showed up as me. But you you got Sergeant Brown T. That's that's what you got. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. And so, but coming into the civilian world, there was still a lot of like tiptoeing. Like, okay, am I showing up? Like, who's showing up? Because when I left the military, like I felt like my identity wasn't 
a thing. Like I didn't know who I was. And so I would still show up in certain circles or even when I started cutting hair, um, I will, I will compare myself to those who've been cutting hair for 20 years. Like, man, I, I need to be as good as they, they are because if, if not, I'm going to lose clients. But about two years in, it started to hit that I don't need to be as good as they do, or I don't need to cut as good as they do because my, my personality alone was attracting the people that I needed and right. was attracting my tribe. And so, and I, and I had to realize that I'm not those people and I don't measure up to what their standard of success looks like. Right. And I refuse to do that because now I'm not pigeonholing myself to their ideal. And so I, I had to stop and get out of that, that whole mode of, well, yeah, your, your face could be better or, well, yeah, you could have, you know, these clients or yeah, you could, you know, be booked all the time. And I was like, mm, I could be, but I, I don't want to go that route where I'm essentially selling my soul for, for the sake of making money. I was like, I'm not doing that. So yes and no, I can see, yeah, I can see where you would say in a work capacity, absolutely not. But in, in the way that my life was set up at that time and, and, you know, even now still is, it's a little different because I do got to look around and be aware of, okay, who, not who I'm competing with, but what is new that I need to be aware of and what, where do I fit into this new, I don't know, direction that, you know, this industry is going. And so, yeah. Yeah. That, that one, um, I think I would probably fall more in line with that if they didn't piss me off so much in the beginning. And then, and then I probably would have been like, maybe I need to do this. And maybe, but I, after after that happened, like three, four times, I was like, yeah, this I'm not. No, I don't. I don't need to see. I don't need y'all to see me the way that y'all want to see me. I'm just mm. going to do, do what I want to do here, what I'm supposed to do here, and get what I came to get. Um, That's different. Yeah, because you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of us sometimes end up being the only person you know on the floor or in the Right. team that's not you know that's, and, yeah that's, that's, that's and not so other, right? expe- <laughs> the expectation is that you're going to be something different and i'm like no i'm getting the job done just like you so stop please stop um so the next one is well, and i'm going to Derek, i think that like for me even when it comes to that the biggest thing you know not being from america period like I wasn't born and raised in America. So mm-hmm. I wasn't born and raised with a black experience, right? The American black experience. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Rwanda, Africa, where in 1994, there was a genocide that happened. And that's why I ended up in the States as an immigrant. So mm-hmm. I didn't fit in any way. Right. Like my, my mindset was never to fit in because I understood I didn't. I didn't fit into the black culture of America. I didn't fit into the white culture of America. I fit into the immigrant, like that whole immigrant um, culture, right? That's 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 my lane. That's where I fit in. Yeah. But then going to school and trying to feel like, okay, I I didn't know I was, and this is gonna sound stupid to somebody, but I didn't know I wasn't black until I was told I was black. Mm, like, yes. because to me, black wasn't a thing. To me, I I knew I was African where I come from, everybody's black. So we're, we're all Africans. So coming to America and then getting to a place where I'm told that I'm not black enough. I'm like, what you mean? I'm not black enough. I'm African, bro. Like this is as dark as you can get. And this is as, as black of an experience that you can have. I'm from the motherland. Like what you mean? I'm not black enough. Right. But it was, 
you're not black American enough to be considered one of us. So we're going to treat you different. You don't sound like us. You don't dress like us. So we're going to treat you different. Yeah. So naturally then at that point I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm an immigrant. So like, you can't down talk me like, bro, like, you know, where I come from, like you, you can't make me feel bad by telling me things like that. But I also realized that, Oh, okay. I now know my place because I'm not black enough and I'm not white enough. And so, um, at that age, I think it was me and my brother were, were like 50, I, I think I was like 14. He was 15. Um, we're in an area in Illinois and that there's no black people around and we were walking somewhere and a cop pulls up and says, Hey, what are y'all doing here? Mm -hmm. I, to us, it wasn't anything because we're, we're used to seeing nothing but white people. So like, I was like, Oh, Hey officer, what's going on? Like, we're just talking. And he's like, why don't you get in my car and I'll take you to where you guys want to go. Okay, cool. Gave us a ride. Not a problem. We got to our friend's house which our friends are white. And so we explained to them what happened. They're looking at us like, and you guys are okay. We're like, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Because mind you, like growing up where we grew up at in Kentucky, we didn't really know black history like that. So yeah. we didn't know there was, I mean, we knew there's tension because obviously the obvious differences, we understood there's slavery, but we didn't know how bad it was in yeah. certain areas of america i didn't know that in certain uh, certain areas of america in 1998 people hadn't seen black people yet i'm like what ain't yeah. we everywhere but and then it hit that i was like oh but not until later though not until probably about mm, i don't know 2009 i was like oh that could have really been bad like 10 years later it hit like oh so that's what it was mad because you know, that shouldn't have happened. Or somebody called and said, hey, there's two black boys walking in the neighborhood, what's going on? And so they got mad that somebody called the cops that would come and get us. And so like the whole impossible thing, like to me, and ended up becoming an adult thing, not a, not a childhood thing, but more mm -hmm. so like an adult thing, like, okay. So even walking into some black spaces, I know I'm not welcome because I don't sound black enough i don't dress black enough whatever that enough is i'm not that and so now i'm like oh okay so what's my resume look like what do i gotta do to, to get y'all to understand that i might yes i might not be one of y'all but i'm one of you <laughs> right and so having that experience for me was always like the top of my like just the back, the back of my head like should you go into these spaces are you welcome to the spaces? Do you care if you're welcome to the spaces? And then I just said, you know what, forget it, man. I'm just gonna be me and who don't like it, don't they just don't like it. So I started showing up in spaces. That's why like Clubhouse, I'll be in spaces that I probably have no business being in, but why not? It's there, I'm there. So, <laughs> right. so it's, it's like, I, I've, I've had to get over to that point. So, but yeah, to your point, it's like when you think that you're not enough, you're, yeah, you are gonna compromise on a lot of things. Yeah. So, so one quick um, follow-up question for that one. Was there any point in that trajectory that you talked about that you felt like you had to like dress different, talk different to fit into spaces? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was probably like 
between 12 and, and 16. Right. I'm still trying to find my friend circles. I'm like at school, I'm hanging out with the foreign exchange students because that's who I resonate with. Um, and then I realized that, um, that I, I wasn't like black girls didn't even like me. I was like, man, I was like, dang, like that's terrible. And so I started to see like, okay, maybe if I do this different, maybe if I do that. And then I, it got tiring, bro. It got tiring. Like I've never bought a pair of Jordans. I still haven't. Right. right? That's one thing I was like, I'm not spending money on shoes. That's, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> like, like just don't, no, I'm not doing that. Um, never really, like, I did have a FUBU jersey. I had a FUBU jersey <laughs> that I got from Google. <laughs> I, listen, I'm trying to fit in, trying to simulate, right? I had, <laughs> I had a FUBU jersey that, um, where did I get it from? I think it was like at a thrift store. And, and, and like, it was cheap because at that time, like, FUBU was, was expensive. Yeah. So, I had to go get it, you know from 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 elsewhere and i had like i went to see somebody in michigan and i and, and like we got it there because it was cheap and so um that's like the only thing that i could say that okay i i, I tried it and i was like it, it's taxing it's taxing like mm-hmm. I, i'm just not doing it um like i tried to buy a pair of timberlands and i realized it was mad expensive and i'm like let me just go to pay less and give me oh, some yeah. of them uh, steel toes. <laughs> Let me give you some of them steel toes. <laughs> I already know where this is going. And, so, and you like, better not ever go to New York like that. <laughs> Good thing I lived in Ohio, so you know yeah. it wasn't. It, you know it wasn't like that, right? Yeah. Right. And so I got me some steel toes, and I was you know rocking it. I was good, but like it just the more that I try to play the part. Yeah. The more I realized I hated who I was becoming. Yes. Yes. Like I I was like there was a a disdain in my heart for every time I got dressed in something that wasn't me. Yeah. I I, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. What what are you doing? And like it just wasn't. I mean, Derek, I started shaving my head when I was a junior high school. Like I didn't care. At that Mm -hmm. point I I got sick and tired of it. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, so like, like that's probably like when I started. Like, you know what? Be you, regardless of who likes you or, or who doesn't. Just be you. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the girls don't like you anyway. So, shave, shave your head. Like, like it's, it's like nah, you ain't getting no play. So shave your head. Right. You good? Exactly. Right. I know. I know so, that feeling all too well. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna try to run through these next these next three. Um, and then chime in as, as needed. But this next one they call the natural genius where people want to show up like they figured something out without actually having to work hard for it. Mm. So um, so it says these type, these, uh, let's see. Young, oh, people with this confidence type believe they need to be a natural genius. As such, they judge their competence based ease and speed as opposed to their efforts in Mm. other words if they take a long time to master something they feel shame yes that was also me in high school Derek I didn't play sports in high school I'm black and I didn't play sports in high school 
I'm African and I couldn't run track to save my life in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I was putting all the Africans to shame. I was, I was getting looked at like, look at this guy pretending to be African. Like, you can't run track? You're not that fast? No, no, no. You don't jump that high? No, that's not my tribe. That's like, like, like my, my, my tribe wasn't there when they were giving out speed. Like, you know, God was like, hey, not you guys. You guys are late, right? So, like, it wasn't, it wasn't my people. Like, that wasn't us. And so, like, playing basketball, I, I didn't play basketball. I played volleyball because mm-hmm. it, it was easy. And it was the only sport that I could get into without, you know, trying too, too hard. But, but like, in other things, like, trying to show up as, as a genius, oh, man, that's – I tried that route, and it didn't work. It yeah. didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's this one right here. I'm still like, mm, cause I was always a natural genius, so it did not joke. <laughs> a lot of things did come e- like the more cerebral stuff came easy to me, um, young. So, um, so I can't say that it, that I pretended to. And I'm not trying to say you know I'm better than anybody and things like that, but a lot of things came easy to me intellectually. So I didn't I didn't necessarily feel the need to um pretend like I figured out something without any effort. Even gotcha. though a lot of things came to me without a lot of effort, just naturally because of how my how this crazy brain of mine works, but um but I can't say that I ever felt like that um per se. I'm gonna keep running through these because these ain't even the ones that's gonna count tonight for real. Wait until I get to part two. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is called the the soloist. Number four is the soloist. Uh, they feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness. Um, it says it's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. This one right here is huge. Mm. This is like mm. the whole internet. <laughs> mm. Everybody wants mm. to be self-made. They want to be mm. the one with no help. Mm. I get it all. I got it all by myself. I'm like, no, you didn't. Stop it. Self-made. Self-made. Yeah. Yeah. This one right here, I don't I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this. This one right here makes me sick. Because there's nobody that's achieved any huge measure of success that did right. it by themselves without outsourcing or... or cause you, 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 So when you see these people, I'm like, okay, so you was your own accountant, your own marketing, mm. you was the mm. talent. You, mm. Stop. Just stop. Stop it. <laughs> mm, mm. Like, so you mean to tell me, like, you've gotten all these followers that you didn't buy <clears throat> by yourself because you're a genius at this specific task. Like, you were naturally born to be on social media. This is this is what it is. This, this is this is what it is. Okay. Yeah, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, you're lying. <laughs> yeah. So so we're, real quick, I want to read this one comment. Um, Dope Discussions Live, Erica, she says, I went the other route. I pretended that I wasn't as smart so I could fit in and not be called a nerd. Mm. Well, that nerd thing, that, that nerd thing is real because I went through that too, but I don't know if I ever pretended to be not as smart, but nerds went, nerds were not the thing in the 80s and the 90s. Nobody was messing with no, with, the, with those nerds. <laughs> Nobody was messing I, I think I might have been over 35 before I really, or even 40 before I really was like, yes, I, I'm that. 
because mm. a lot of my life I was like, I, I know that I'm intelligent, but I don't need to kind of like people, people didn't like smart, even just wearing glasses. Like, Oh, you a nerd. I'm like, that's your bar. I used to like people. Cause I was wearing glasses since like the seventh grade. So they was like, Oh, you're a nerd. I'm like, you, I haven't even opened my mouth yet. So yeah, smart, wow. smart was not sexy. <laughs> okay. So the nerd thing, like, I wish it was a nerd. Like I, like I wasn't even a jock. I wasn't even. A, I, it's like I was still trying to figure out what in the world am I doing with my life. Like in high school, like even in college, I, I went to college for like two years because my 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 parents said it was a prerequisite for life, and so I had to go. And I went to a community college, and I didn't take your typical classes because uh, my mom said. Because I, I joined the military like two years after I got out of high school because I was wearing on my green card and things like that. And so I had I had two years. So my mom says, you got to go to college. I said, okay, man. So I went to a community college. I took all electives, all electives. Because if I'm going to be in college, I, I want the fun, right? I, want, I, I, I don't want to do the homework. Like high school was over. I don't want to do the homework. So I was taking guitar lessons. I was taking trumpet lessons. I was taking <laughs> dance basketball weightlifting i was taking i was taking salsa i was taking pilates every elective possible i took but guess who was on the dean's list though your boy was on the dean's list guess what that looks great <laughs> that looks great on the college transcripts right i had a couple core classes that i dropped before i could fail them and because i never went and so I, I it worked but i was never the nerd like i i never i i didn't know a whole lot to know a whole lot so I just kept my mouth. So like, I just kept my mouth shut. Like that was just my, my thing. Was like I, I don't know much about anything. So let me just be the class clown. Like that was, that was my thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this uh, this one comment. Then we are gonna go to number five. Um, Love Tucker says a lot of girls played down their intelligence. The interesting thing mm -hmm. is, as an adult, many women still do this to soothe egos. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. 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 They. They. It's it's unfortunate that the male Very. ego is so fragile. <laughs> it's unfortunate because we, we miss out on a lot, man. And, and it sucks that a lot of women can't just show up as themselves, smart or not, and, and, and really just feel like they can exist in a space and not have to worry about somebody feeling like, oh, she's smarter than me, so, you know, she need to stand down because I need to feel like I'm in control type of thing. I, it's, it's so stupid. It's sad. It's sad real sad the saddest part is that women are actually doing it <laughs> you know still doing it yeah still doing it um because it's like you know anyway that we'll, we'll we may step on something i know that's a, like a whole different conversation but whole, yeah, like I, we, I, I can I do a whole show that. on that i can't would have that i cannot would have that conversation Derek. oh boy yeah i might have to do an ig live on that um please do <laughs> number five is the expert it's basically somebody that feel like they need to show up like they know everything all the time. These people, one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Cause they be they be loud and wrong a lot of times. And I'm like, stop, <laughs> you don't have to be right all the time. Oh yeah, clubhouse. Yeah. So yes, clubhouse. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole clubhouse. <laughs> okay. Touche. Touche. It's like how to um how to grow your your uh how to grow your coaching business or how to like gain everyone's a million 
their own clubhouse and yeah. except for me i i don't have a hundred bucks but like everybody else on clubhouse seems to really like know how to make money really well and that's how they're on clubhouse all the time and so <laughs> i'm just like let me get into these rooms that people are making all this money like wow like everybody really is an expert in this making money thing like okay cool touche and the, fun, the, the funny thing about those people, they never really tell you exactly how they did it. Mm. Correct. They never Correct. tell you exactly how they did it. They bait you in to pay for some course or pay for something, and they never really tell you how they got it. And that bothers me. <laughs> and that, Well, that's how they got it. They roped you in to pay for a course to kind of give you half information-ish, maybe the th things that you could have Googled. And exactly. now you're now you're 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 making them the money because you paid them and now they're uh, you know it's it's crazy it's wild it's, so i'm gonna move on to my my real list that was the, <laughs> that was the internet google search one these next ones are the ones that i came up with um so first one is we can also be an imposter to the idea of a perfect relationship mm. So what I mean by that is relationship goals. I have to pretend to be a certain way so that my relationship looks like something to the outside world. So I have to pretend to be something I'm not so that people think that my relationship is great. Any thoughts? Okay, so, oh man. Yes, I got plenty of thoughts. I got plenty of thoughts. And I think I would love to blame it on social media, right? I, I would really love to blame it on social media and say that social media has set the bar. Let's, let's just say for the sake of conversation in our community, um, hashtag black love has ruined relationships. Hashtag um, black couples goals Yep. have ruined relationships. But that was going on before social media. And it was going on to the point where people didn't talk about it. So when um, and, and, and I give this within the context of the religious spectrum or the church spectrum, when people would show up to church and say, yeah, Mr. So and so, they look so happy. They've been together for 20 years, man. Look, man, ain't God good. Look, man, I want to have a relationship like that when I grow up, man. They've been together for 30, man, they just celebrated their, their, their 50th anniversary. And you're sitting there thinking, man, and here I am year 10 and I'm hating life. I'm struggling. Like we're arguing every day and I, and it, it, I don't think we're going to make it to 50. So we might as well just go ahead and, you know, just, just call it a day and just get divorced. Right. But you don't know what that marriage looks like for you to say that. And sometimes a lot of those people who've been married for 20 some odd years are now getting divorced because they realize this ain't like the show is up. Like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of, I'm sick and tired of pretending. Right. And so now you also see it now where, you know, in social media, you, you see that the likes matter. If, if you only knew how many times that person had to take the picture of that perfect smiling couple, so that they can post that picture and say, hey, this is what you should achieve for. It's like, how many, you know, how many, how many tries did you try to get that pose in? Like, oh, right. here I am, me, me and my hubby, 
Oh, me and wifey. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But down deep, you're struggling, man. Like down deep, you're struggling, but you got to keep up the facade. You got to keep up the face because if you don't, people are going to look at you like you're a fraud and you don't want to be a fraud, but you're already a fraud because you're not doing it for the right reason. Yeah, this one right here, I think the part that sucks is that when you have to, when you feel like you have to conform to a certain uh, type of, of relationship or, or become a type of person mm-hmm. for everybody else, the whole, and, and it kind of piggybacks on what you're saying, the, 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 the whole timeline of you doing that internally your relationship suffers because you haven't worked on that it wasn't even about you working to grow the relationship it was about you working to make sure that everybody else gave you a pat on the back for having a great marriage or whatever it is and that's the part that a lot of people especially these people that worship these celebrity marriages and all this stuff and i'd be like stop (laughs) you don't want that life but bro it's sad man it's sad. Like, I, I can't even for you to look at somebody's relationship and say, wow, that's that's my goals. Like, that's that's really, that that's a low bar. That's a low bar because you're discounting yourself. You're discounting your own ability to have a great relationship. You're discounting your ability to even exist in the world that you're trying to compare yourself to. And it's the weirdest thing, but I think it makes people maybe feel like I want to say it, it, it makes people feel good about themselves. Yeah, but that short term that's trying to right, be but in. that short term feeling though it lasts it lasts for a while, like it lasts for a long time if it's if it's not solved and, and man I, I I just pray for one. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean that's I mean that's I'm like come on man like I've seen I've seen people try to as a couple try to befriend another couple that may have a higher socioeconomic status than them and then they will buy certain types of clothes and go on trips Mm -hmm. with them and no one getting well they can't afford it but they want to they want to get the look and I'm like yeah y'all I know I know what you do I know I know you can't afford the (laughs) Gucci outfit and the trip to the Maldives and all it's like come on man and and they but they they do it for that for that shot with that other couple, so they could be like, "Oh my gosh, they they hanging out together." It, it's it, it bothers me, but I, I don't try to think about it too much because I'm like, because at the because at the end of the day, they end up calling me like, "I don't know what to do." My uh, <laughs> it never fails. <laughs> but but you just you guys were just on. But you guys look so happy. Oh my gosh! But you guys look you guys look amazing. What what happened? Oh, this happened. You're like. Like, it, it, yeah, I, 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 I can't even, it bothers me to the nth degree because I feel like there's this unrealistic expectation. And, 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 and maybe this is also my frustration with Clubhouse sometimes, um, the relationship, which I love the conversations that we have on Clubhouse because they're relationship-based, but they're reality-based. And, right. and maybe that's why not a whole lot of people show up because <laughs> because it's like, it's like, if you can't handle us telling you like the real like yeah go get fed somewhere else but there's this expectation there's this expectation that is within our 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 culture our our social media culture or our black culture if you will and the expectation is that by this age we're supposed to have this 
our you know our significant other supposed to be doing this and that we're, we're following this this footprint or, or this this blueprint that was etched out by some crazy individual who never followed their own blueprint but they gave it to us and said hey this is this is what success looks like this is what a successful relationship look, looks like it's like just because you've been in a relationship for 20 years does not mean it's been a a a healthy relationship yep heck you you could be in a relationship for however it doesn't mean it's healthy and now you're over here on life support struggling because one you're you're that that imposter syndrome you you are the imposter you are perpetrating that you are living this one life but you are completely living a whole different life when the lights go off yep. and and there's a like that one song if you are what you say you are a superstar yep. then have no fear because the camera is here right and 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 there's like here you go here's the stage of life oh you're shy now mm -hmm. oh you really but i thought you said you were okay okay yeah yeah um erica from dope discussions live says they don't show up because it's not negative clickbait that too <laughs> We all that know too. how that works. <laughs> that too. That too. Oh man. Huh. If yeah. it's not a fight, if it's not uh pinning men versus women, nobody wants to hear it. Yep, yep, yep. So the next place I want to go, um, which kind of falls under the same umbrella, because I always like to peel back the layers of the onion. You can be an imposter, not as what your relationship looks like, but you can be an imposter directly to your significant other and what you think mm. they need from you. You follow me? So now, mm. if I go into a relationship and I think my significant other wants a certain type of person, I'm going to try mm -hmm. to change myself into this type of person so they don't leave me. I might have some abandonment issues, whatever it is. I don't want them to leave, so I'm going to change everything about me to make sure that they get what they want so they don't leave. Any thoughts on that? That's dangerous. <laughs> Bro, it that, is right and here's the that, thing though i think oh, that even if even if just a little bit i think a lot of us have done this in our lifetime where we we changed up a little bit about who we are to show up even just to meet the person and go on the first date mm -hmm. the representative right. we 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 get into the relationship and 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 the person might get upset because we didn't do something the way they wanted it to and just to make them shut up i turn into this other person and yeah, so <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna let you have the floor, sir. <laughs> Whew. The representative. Yeah. That, uh, it, it's like I don't I don't know if you've ever seen that that um that Kill and Peel uh that Key and Peel skit about uh Barack Obama and his translator. Like <laughs> but no, I don't think I saw that one. Hilarious, right. But the representative that doesn't say what needs to be said because they feel it. They say what needs to be said because they they know or think it's gonna make that person feel better about about themselves in in long term, killing any chances of a successful relationship or successful connection whatsoever. And I'm guilty of this, as you know, as a guy, I'm I'm guilty to show up different from my wife because I I felt that okay. This is somebody okay. This this occasion calls for super Theo. 
No, it it doesn't. It just goes for Theo. But I show up as this person that um, I think she needs the the savior. Like she doesn't need saving. She just needs you to sit your butt down and listen. Um, and even when when some men show up on dates with with their um, you know uh, potential partner, they're not honest about who they are. But you can only hold this 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 facade for about what ninety days, roughly, maybe two or three dates, and then the real you starts to come out, and and you start to realize, like, man, like, I don't like that person, or that person isn't isn't me. But no, it's really you. But you're trying to like convince them that the real you isn't real, like the real you. So when the real you shows up, it's like, oh, I just, you know, I just had some human moments. I just, you know, I just was, you know, whatever. But it's like, no, that own own up to who you are. If, if you, that dude that treats women bad, own, like own up to that. Like, don't, don't go in and damage somebody else because you feel that, that you need this, notching your belt for just whatever prideful reason like that's terrible but i i realized for myself that if i if i can't show up for myself a certain way if i'm not authentic in a way that i'm showing up for myself i'm not able to show up for my wife or anybody else authentically yeah. and so i had to check myself when i i, I was starting to come off as something like mm, that's not you stop it and i would have to like regroup and say okay hey this is who i'm like this is me this is just me showing up whether you like this person or not this is just me and the other person has to deal with that but it's like i i can't go against me anymore if that makes any sense yeah yeah this this one right here i think i i did this for a long time in different relationships. Because mm. I was, you know, people pleaser. Right? Mm -hmm. People please to the point where you lose yourself. That was me. Mm. I wanted, I was obsessed with making sure that you liked me. Even if wow. it meant I had to pretend to be something else to make you get what you thought you needed to get from me. And that, to people that are listening... Whether, whether a lot of us like to admit it or not, a lot of us have done this. Um, a lot of times it's because you don't, like I said before, you don't want the person to leave. So you, you and I saw Kalisha say something in the comments about a thin line between changing yourself and compromising. Exactly. We're not talking about compromise. I'm talking about total mm -hmm. behavioral changes, total just how you move and your character just, it, 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 it molds to the other person without you having an identity for yourself. And the problem with that is, is if you link up with a person who's not used to being treated the way that they want to be treated, and then you pretend to be that person, they are going to soak that thing up like a sponge, and they're not even going to really worry about you being who you need to be. They're going to just eat it mm -hmm. up like, thank you. And so you think that it's working, but you're not you. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's working so much against you that you are resenting yourself and your yeah. significant other to the core and you don't even know it yet you don't know it yet yeah but yeah, yeah it so, happens so the next um i only have two more so i don't know if it's your bedtime or anything but um, <laughs> i'm grown derek I'm grown. <laughs>
<laughs> so the next place um, that I want to go is being an imposter at work within your family and your friends. Changing who you are depending on the environment. Um, I know a lot of I people got some like, pushback on that. I got some pushback on that, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. okay, so sometimes, you know, we have to, you know, show up a certain way in a different environment, but sometimes people do like a whole costume change. I'm going to to, to this family's house, so I got to show up like this. Um, I'm going to hang out with this set of friends, so I'm going to wear different clothes to make sure that I'm accepted in that group. That's what I'm kind of getting at, is that you never get to a point where you're in an environment where you can actually just, well, I was going to say let your hair down, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> let your beard on furl, right? <laughs> so now, let's, let's, let's go ahead and get, give me my pushback. All right, so my, my pushback is when, you know, especially at work, it's kind of like the environmental differences and the rules of work and the rules of out of work, like you know, you are going to be different. You are going to act different. You, you, you might even say it's, it's a different you, like when you're at work. Um, I don't know if you've seen this show on Apple TV. It's called um, Severance. But it's like a great show, dramatic. But it's like part of your brain, like there's this thing in your, I'm not going to tell you what, but you can watch it. But great show, like, the example is that um, of just being somebody different at work and off, off work and having to accept the responsibilities of those dual identities. Mm -hmm. um, but those dual identities are comprised also, you know, of that one core identity, which, which is you like your personality doesn't need to change. But I, I have seen where personalities change completely. It's almost kind of like you're a whole different person and, and it's and it's hella uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I would definitely say that knowing your knowing your audience and adjusting to your audience is, is is that is that changing like that or is that more so? And maybe like you can break that down a little further. Like if, if I know, hey, I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm speaking to a demographic. Like I'm going to use certain language that I wouldn't use in in other places, or I'm going mm -hmm. to where if I. If I'm talking at church, I'm, I'm going to wear something different than what I would typically wear at a speaking, you know, mm -hmm. engagement, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be more so biblically driven than logically driven, right? Mm -hmm. It's just going to be, you know, just a little bit different. But I'm adjusting to my clients or I'm adjusting to my audience. Is that the same thing as, as, as completely changing over when you're adjusting to your demographic that you're speaking to? Right. So, so here's the, here's the nuance. Um, and where I kind of wanted to go with this is yes, you go to church, you wear a suit and tie. You may speak differently. You go to work, you code switch. Yes, sir. How are you really? Right. We, we unfortunately have to do that. But when the core of who you are changes and when you're in that room, it's uncomfortable but you want to be in that room so bad that you keep that that kind of persona on. Because, like, right. let's say you're speaking to a church crowd, right? Right. You're going to speak in different kind of terms. You don't want to offend anybody, whatever. But the core of who you are, the morals, the tenets that you hold true for your own character, when you discard those at the expense of pleasing that group, 
I think to me that's a problem. Mm, okay. okay. Right? Okay. Because there's certain things that you may get offended by, but you may suck that up because you're in that room and you don't want to offend anybody, right? To me, right. that's kind of sort of compromising who you are. And I know certain environments you don't want to speak too loud because then they might kick you out or whatever, but maybe it's just me. But I'm I'm going to be 49 this year. You're not going to make mm. me feel uncomfortable and I'm going to just still stay there and be like, mm. yes, sir, how are you guys? Yeah. No. Mm. I'm not. Maybe that's a Derek thing. But I can't. No. I can't. No, I think. Okay, I think at a certain age, you do change the way that you respond to people because you've learned that you're no longer willing to spend the rest of your life uncomfortable for the sake of the comfortability of others. Like that, 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 uh, I want to say in, in some spaces, um, even now, right? And I'll use myself as an example. Even, even now, in, in certain black spaces, I'm not just going to let something slide just because we're all the same. Like, mm -hmm. no, like, no, that's not right. Like, don't, like, don't say that. Don't do that. That's stupid. And whereas in the past, I might've been like, oh, well, you know, just people be people. But I'm now in a place where I'm like, no, no, I, I, I refuse to buy into this whole thing. Even now in certain um, church groups or in certain um, quote unquote church conversations, I'm like, no, stop it. Stop it. Right. Put put the Bible down for a minute. Stop. Yeah. You sound stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Reverend Bishop, uh, a deacon, so and so, apostle. You sound dumb. And so and so yeah. So so to that point, right? When you get to the point where you feel like that, there's a lot mm -hmm. of us that would just smile and go along with it, and just keep doing that every week. And on the inside, you feel like that frustration is building. But you got to smile because you don't want nobody mm -hmm. to not accept you or whatever. That's hard for me. I, I, it's, it's hard for me. Like at this point, I don't go in any rooms where I don't feel comfortable. I don't go in any rooms where I don't feel like I can be me. And so mm -hmm. when I say me, there's nothing off-putting about my persona. So I can go in most right. rooms and, and kind of, you know, work within those rooms. But there's certain, you know, there's certain people who it's like a total 180. Mm -hmm. and, and that... I've seen that. Yeah, so that, to me, has to feel, like, super uncomfortable for that type of person where they literally have changed their whole persona just so that that room can like them. But, okay, so I got a question then, Derek. Mm -hmm. do, do imposters actually have imposter syndrome then? So, yes and no. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. Because there's okay. somebody there, because down. because here because so we're split hairs there here right. So on the one hand, you can have somebody that's pretending to be something for whatever their goals are, right? And then you and then you have or whatever they're trying to attain, they're in a certain room and they're pretending to be something in the room. And then there's other people that will look at a situation or a person and say, I want to be like that, so I'm going to change to to um, to be more accepted or or to or, or have that, whatever that thing is, affect me in a way where I feel like I have to change. So, mm -hmm. but I think if you really get down to its finest, its point, 
even in every scenario that we talked about, there is a bar by which they are trying okay. to um, appease. It may not be a person. It may be a theory. It may be relationship goals. They're still being an imposter to that thing, whatever that thing is. Gotcha. Okay. So, so that segues into the last one I have, which is you can be an imposter to yourself. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's why that's why when I went when I saw that list online, I was like, I get it. But it doesn't get it doesn't get down to the meat of how we really moving out here. Ah, man, let me tell Derek. When I say that has been me majority of my life, bro. Like. It got to a point where. Like, it got to a point where I was suicidal because of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I had neglected myself for such a long time to where I didn't know who I was. Like, when I got out of the military and and, and I had rap, I I was in the military for uh, 10 years. My my adult life from 21 to 31, I wrapped my, my life around that. Like, that was... That was me. That was that was everything about me. I I wanted to do a full twenty. That was me. I got out in twenty sixteen and I didn't know who I was. Once I hung up the uniform, who am I? And so in this search for all these identities that I can belong to or or these things like something wasn't right within, right? Like that Lauren, how you gonna win when you went right within? Like that's like that was something that kept hitting home like who are you like all these little things are you trying to be that's not you that's going against everything that you stand for or that's against going everything that you know down deep inside that is the right and trying to fit into these little circles and it got exhausted bro it got exhausting and i just screw it i there's no need for me to be here what what's the point right. like I, I have no purpose what's the point of me even trying to live like there's no point and one that's when i started going to therapy really heavy but that's also when my journey to really figure out who i am like really 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 started like what does theo like like it started really small like what do i like like what's even my like i had a question i questioned God, I questioned my values. I questioned everything that I ever, ever known because none of that was working for me at that moment, at that age. None of it was working. The Bible wasn't working. The verses that I learned as a kid wasn't working. Like, and then people might be like, "Well, why is that?" Like, they just wasn't work. I could no longer ignore the fact that I try to spiritually bypass my whole entire life by quoting a Bible scripture, by relying so heavily on on the religious part of my life that it didn't connect to who I was anymore and questioning my value system like I know these are my parents values but Theo what are your values do you really believe that have you done a research have you solidified in your heart that that's that's really what you believe do you really like that type of music or is that just because you're expected to because you're black 
or because you're 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 a guy and this is what you do or do you even really like that or was i just because you were in a military and that's what all y'all military people do right do you even really like wearing that or is that just you're just trying to every i was questioning things left and right and it got exhausting but it was it was something that helped me solidify who i am today going through that journey really like discovering who i am and even even in that i'm still figuring it out because i'm not dead yet so my life isn't over so mm -hmm. i still have a lot of things about myself that i don't know right. even now when i'm having conversations it's like is that really what you meant to say or could you have found a different way to say that that more aligns with you right and so i will go look out the words and and figure out how to say something because i want to make sure that it's in alignment with who i am and so yeah it, it, it's bro yeah yeah so, yeah i do want to um touch on this uh this comment that erica made um from dope discussions live i understood imposter syndrome to be that a person is doing something or exists in a space but internally they don't feel qualified or deserving so here's what I here's where I want to go with this because y'all know I don't just take things for face value, right? We started off mm -hmm. talking about imposter syndrome, right? And then technically, what she's saying is true. So you take a person that feels undeserving or unqualified, but you take that person, you put them here. That person then has to cope with that, mm -hmm. and when they cope with that, when the coping mechanisms is to change who you are. That's where I was going with this. Yes, mm -hmm. technically that is the definition, but where does one go after they start to feel like that? Like a lot of people sit in it mm -hmm. and they get depressed. They may get anxiety about it, but there's a lot of us that know that we got to show up in spaces and do what we got to do. And we literally change to fit the narrative so that we don't have to feel like that. But it has mm -hmm. the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, that that's, yeah. that's where yeah. I wanted to go with this show like we started off in a place but I wanted to get down to how and I do this on everything I do I want to get down to how it feels mm -hmm. I don't just want to define it I want to get into the heart of what mm -hmm. we do when we feel like this how does it feel in real life and what do we do when we feel like this do we do we do we tuck our heads or do we say you know what let me change this about myself so they can like me so I don't have to feel like that. That's what this show, that's where I was going with that, um, Erica. So, yes, you are correct, my friend. Um, so, but, but Derek, Derek, is it easier to change yourself or change your circumstances? Like some people might, might, might say, okay, well, right. And, 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 and I don't want to get, you know, ahead of the, the ball a little bit, but it's kind of like the, the self-development lane right now is saying change yourself change change, change become become right mm -hmm. but what if you are already are what if you are so now i have to become something else or do i become a better version of myself or does that mean discarding who i am now and that is something that recently i've started to question like are we pushing you know in the coaching lane are we pushing people to change themselves versus changing the situation because 
the reason why they keep I'm, I'm, I'm brain you know moment is like the reason why people keep seeking out help is because they've changed themselves so much the situation is still the same but they've changed themselves to fit the situation versus fitting the situation according because when are you going to be willing to walk away at, at, at some at what point do you say you know what i don't like it here yeah I'm that's done. my whole platform dude <laughs> that's my whole relationship platform why do you stay in these environments that don't suit you <laughs> and it's the it's the revolving cycle of terror i call it mm. and you and you still keep doing it so it's my job to show you that if you take yourself out of yes, self-development, work on you, love you, but take yourself out of that. And I say detox, breathe for a minute mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. figure out where you really need to be. And then you can go back and re-engage with new, with a new, you know, vision, with a new focus. So yeah, I, I totally get that. I wish, I wish we all could move in that way. We always right. take the path where we think we always do what we think is the path of least resistance. Because changing right. the environment requires more work. It's uncomfortable to change the environment. I'd rather just, mm-hmm. like they say, stick with the devil you know. You know, they, you, you, you go where, even if it's toxic to you, you stay there because you at least you know what you're getting instead of stepping away from it and, and coming out better. So, yeah. Boy, that's, yeah. That, that's such a dangerous way to live, bro. I, I really am starting to hate and loathe um that that whole saying um it is what it is like that's what i feel like we're telling people it's like yeah the circumstances it's like change yourself to fit the narrative yeah like the narrative is what it is so change yourself to fit and but then you kind of like hmm that's not gonna that's not gonna work that's not like that's not sustainable yeah and, and 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 I'm not like super old, but at, on this end of my life, I could definitely tell anybody younger than me that what you're saying is absolutely true. Cause I cause I did it all. I I did all of the conforming and imposter. You got to think about it. We talked about nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Most nerds at a certain point, if they didn't have a lot of self confidence because of how you know how we were treated or how we were perceived. Um, not not now, because smart people are sexy now. But back then, there you go. We wanted to be popular because mm-hmm. those were the accepted people. Like imposter syndrome set in real early. Yeah. But there was no parts of me that could be that, <laughs> right? <laughs> this not this not me. It 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 was it was tough to mm-hmm. to know in your heart that you couldn't be that. You didn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to be accepted, so there was a there was a a long part of my life where I like I always tell people about, about Billy the, the predator. The, the right. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Billy, where, where, where changed into what whatever the hell he had to change into. So, like, like, oh, like, 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 was Billy like Tommy for Martin? Like, just like, just get the draws. Like, that's it. Like no 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 Billy wasn't about Billy wasn't about draws and this is a slight tangent guys Billy wasn't about draws Billy was about feeling the emotional connection that was Billy's um driver now 
sometimes the byproduct of being emotionally attached is draws. Mm, okay. But that wasn't the motivator, right? But that made him even more dangerous than the people that are just going out for the draws because they are going for the emotional connection first, right? Mm. But in order to do that, depending on your environment, you had to show up differently every time. So if you're dealing with somebody that likes somebody that's more aggressive, you turn into that guy. You, t- you want somebody want somebody more romantic, you turn into that guy. And you do what you have to do to get that emotional connection from the person. So that's why I do what I do, because I know it intimate. I got street creative with this <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> you wanna know how it's done? Ask your boy, cause yeah. Billy knows. Billy knows. Billy knows. Billy had about five hundred personalities, man. Um, wow. Maybe closer to a hundred, but it was a lot. That's so a lot anyway, to manage, man. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think we're gonna start wrapping it up now. I think we I think we've done enough damage here. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, everybody got some value out of this. Hopefully, you saw yourself in this and 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 uh, and, and really um, understand what this really looks like and feels like. Um, so, so they talk <laughs> they talk about Billy now. Billy was diabolical. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a cursed with a little bit of gift because the gift is now I can enlighten people not just to the type of person that does this, but I can tell you where that person comes from emotionally. I can tell you what the motivations are. I can tell you what to look out for. Um, but it sucks because people had to be hurt in order for me to get this knowledge. Right. So it, it's it's a yeah it sucks, but I've helped a lot of people move differently because I can literally see these type of people, male or female, I can tell you who they are in like one conversation. Like you tell me one conversation, two conversations, I can be like, yep, because people choose, like I'm a mad scientist, certain word choices, certain manage, uh, the way you you, uh, arrange the words, the voice inflections, what you laugh at, all of that stuff paints a picture about your character, maybe the area that you grew up in, and you can really Mm. vet like I can't, I, I'm sick with it, but human behavior is like my thing. Like I pay attention to all of that. And so some people don't even realize that they have a tell. Like you, they, people, you can tell um, where people are coming, what angle they're coming from, what their motives are just by having a couple conversations. But people mm. don't realize yeah. this stuff until like three months later. And be wait, like, oh right, no. And I'm like, no, way, what did they way, say on the first late. conversation? Oh, there, that's what it was right there. Mm. So it's, it's, um, not everybody can do it as fast as I can, but there, there's very little things that most people, like there may be like five different things that people do mm-hmm. that may be a predatory thing. So if you key, if you know what those five things are, even if it comes in with a little new nuance, it still falls into category number one. So, that, so that's what I try to teach people, number one. Number two, the best defense you have against a predator is your boundaries. It's an offense game, not a defense. People... Always want. I know this isn't the, the the topic, but sometimes things happen like this because somebody needs to hear it. So that's why I still I kind of let it let it Do live it. for a little bit. But a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that they let that stuff go because they they are so um, emotionally attached. That's the whole that's the whole um, ploy. 
is to get you emotional fast so you don't see what I'm doing. There's if if you I was talking about offense and defense. Everybody, that's where I was going. Everybody wants to know what the predator is going to do. Why are they choosing me? What did he? No, no, no. Keep your boundaries intact. They only get as far as you let them. So it doesn't matter what they do. Stop trying to calculate wow. what they might do. You don't allow access to stuff that they haven't earned. And most predators are not going to want to work that hard. So they're going to be like, dang, she really is using her logical part of her brain. I'm not going to be able to get her to an emotional space fast. And that doesn't mean they're not going to go away immediately, but they're going to be pissed. They're going to be like, what the, like, what the hell? Like, she's not give, giving me access, right. and this normally works. And... That's one of the that's one of your best defenses. It may not work every time because there's a lot of good liars out there. But if you stick by what you will and won't accept, most of them will not be able to get through it. Most of them. Mm. That was one of the one of the things that I hated back then was somebody that says, um, you're not available or accessible when you said you were. I don't know if you're playing the game or not, but I'm gonna need you to lose my number. Don't feel right. Imagine how that feels to somebody that's used to getting success all the time. Mm. Mm. I can't do anything with that type of person. Right. Right. I can't do anything. Because you know, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that speaks to women's intuition, ladies. <laughs> that's where that came. Doesn't feel right. Your movements don't make sense. Sir. I don't know if you're playing the game or not, but if it, it continues like this, I'm going to need you to just go ahead and do what you're doing. Have fun with that. You ever seen the Tasmanian devil? They do be like, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't use my magic now. Oh no. I'm not like, like, yeah. Thanos, like, yeah. Start, like, they get Erica said in the comments, <laughs> she's too masculine because she's being logical. They will try to gas like the hell out of you. To, to, yeah. to mute down your logical self and your intelligence mm -hmm. is it, stupid. You know we see this on Clubhouse and all these other spaces all the time, man. But It's sad. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up, sir. Um, we got to do this again, though. This was fun. Um, we do. We do. Uh, so, no, no. So real quick before we go, though. Like, so when, when we're talking about imposter syndrome, like how, then how do people recognize or know when to um to take a step back and realize okay they are worthy to be in the space um or this space doesn't fit their core values and they should leave i i know that sounds like a simple question but how do people you know how do people get to the point where they finally can say you know what this ain't for me it that's not an easy answer um because mm. i because i you know i had to overcome that and like i said most of my life went by before I even realized that I was good enough or that I was even, even matter of fact, even in this relationship coaching space, right? The first year I didn't believe that I was good enough or that I had enough credentials or like everybody else that was out there. How dare you call me an expert? I, I hate it. I hate it. People saying, Oh, you know, you know, guru, uh, 
I don't even like it now. But one of my friends told me, um, and she owns her own her own uh, business coaching as well. And she said, "Do you know what you're talking about?" And I said, "Yeah." She was like, "All the all of these shows that you do, build your resume." Of what you know that you're talking about. So she was like, you are a subject matter expert, Derek. Mm. So stop acting like you don't know what you're talking about. Go get what's yours. And I still dealt with it for a long time. But there's a point. Because if you really are really dealing with imposter syndrome, it should feel uncomfortable, right? It right. should feel uncomfortable that you don't feel like you belong in a space or you don't feel like you're good enough. It's all depressing, right? It, it's like when you live in that space, you all, you also you start to believe those voices in your head. And sometimes you may not be able to come out of it on your own. Just like I had somebody had to had to slap me with that information before I was like, you know what? Like now. The way I'm mm -hmm. operating now, the way I talk now, when I'm on my IG lives, when I'm on here, you can't tell me nothing now. Because I'm not going to mm. let somebody tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I live this. So right. it took me a long time to get there. It was it was that place where you where you sit and, you, and you're looking at, like, maybe I don't belong here. That's hard. Because when you couple mm. that with all of our other traumas and our identity and all of that stuff, it's tough. I don't even have a pretty answer. I mean, the most I can say is 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 it's really about self-awareness. It's really about loving yourself. I know it sounds cliche, but until you figure out who you are, you're not going to be able to show up as yourself if you don't even know who you are. And most of us don't. Well, there it is, folks. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> so, like, like I said, I'm, I'm real, about to yeah. be 49 in December, yeah. right? Yeah. I did not really embrace my full self until I was, I had a four in front of my, um, in front of my age. Mm. So that's most wow. of my life where I was wow. pretending and conforming wow. for everyone else. Even like I always talk about my show when I first started, I had charts and graphs and percentages and cause I'm thinking that this is what everybody wants to see. They want to see a professor. Mm -hmm. They want to see, they want to see all of this stuff. And I was like, that's a part of me, but that part of me I built to please other people. And that's when I was like, let me let me peel that layer off and just talk and just be that's myself. Right. And, and and people started to gravitate towards it when they really felt like they was talking to one of their own, like they was talking mm -hmm. to their big brother or or their cousin. And that made people start to follow me more because I was my organic self. But it didn't dawn on me that it, like even my wife, my wife was like, Derek, you're doing too much at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. People don't want to be, want to use their brains like that and with these graphs and stuff. She was like, just, just, just talk. So it took, a, it took outside. So the more to the story is it took somebody to shake me for me to mm -hmm. see it. And everybody doesn't necessarily have that, but it, it, it took a long time. Cause you like I always talk wow. about on this show. So a lot of us live, become what we think our parents want us to be, or what you know, mm -hmm. you know, all of that, and, and we live. But yeah, yeah. So, 
I'm going to read Erica's uh, comment real quick. I was able to overcome my imposter syndrome by admitting that I don't always have the answers and I don't have to. My experience and my willingness to learn qualifies me. Yeah. Well, yeah. so we're going we gonna, to, wow. uh, yeah. Okay. We're going we gonna to wrap this up, man. We're going to have to do this again, though. Um, yeah, we got to, man. We, we got gotta to. Do this again. I loved it. Even if it's an IG Live it. or something, man, we got to do this again. <laughs> um, yes. So let's tell the people how they could find you okay. and some of the stuff that you got your hands in, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So y'all can find me on IG. I go by Theo underscore Brown dot T. Um, that's my IG. Or you could go to Pathfinders 180, uh, Pathfinders180.com. That's the website for the uh, for the community that I I'm a leader of, or you can go to Pathfinders 180 on IG page and follow us on there as well. Uh, and what PATH stands for is pursuing authenticity through healing. Um, that is what P-A-T-H stands for. Um, and, and, and we are always in search of that. We're, we're on this journey together. We're on this journey as people. We're growing together. Um, so if you want to be part of that community, it is a private community. It does have a cost associated with it. It's a monthly cost um, because the time that I put in to create the content for it and the time that I do put in for the cause, we do two calls a month, uh, second, second Monday of the month and uh, last Monday of the month. So it's, it's depending on the scheduling, but um, or if it's a five, five week month, which is crazy because this year has like three of them. Um, so that's that's one way to get in contact with us or contact with me or just hit me up on IG. Uh, let me know um, and, and, we can, and we can connect that way as well. Um, other than that, uh, if you are in, in, in the search for for the authentic coaching or the authenticity coaching or identity coaching and you are in a place where you feel as if you don't belong in a certain space because you don't feel good enough, you feel that you you, you face too much rejection or too much uh, yeah, too much rejection and you don't know how to deal with that, let me know. Uh, we can work something out and uh, I can walk you through that journey because that's literally my life. Um, and you don't feel like you're good enough. You don't feel like you're worthy enough. Listen, that's been my story. That's been my life. And I can help you get to where you're finally looking at yourself and saying, I love you to yourself and feeling that you're worthy enough. Life is a lot easier when you live it on your terms. Yeah. than living on somebody else's terms and so i can guarantee I, I i don't guarantee much of anything but i can guarantee that life is a lot better when you know who you are and you are walking within your own values within your own self so hit me up let me know and that's yeah. it this dude is changing lives out here man if y'all like i got like i said i did my research man this folks that's in that pathfinder thing they like thank you so much life-changing you know it's not just a, a a thing that they do they was like it felt like i got a new family like i, I dude i read everything i, I went through every post <laughs> and, and i appreciate that i mean like there's a lot, a lot more that i didn't post just because I'm, I'm like you know i it's 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 a fairly new community but it's 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 been going on for for two years i just now just decided to actually officiate it as uh you know as a community um just because of how many people were coming to it and how many people were having via calls. I was like, okay, hey, because I wanted to structure it differently and I wanted to put more work behind it besides just convers simple conversations, but I wanted to actually put 
like some work behind that. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's where the you know the the uh, the the cost associated with is. It is literally less than a gallon. Of, okay, I can't say it was less than a gallon of gas now, but it's <laughs> <laughs> ah. it's it, it, it's probably less than 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 a, a tank of gas at the moment uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, but it is worth being a part of. I get something out of it every every call that we have. Uh, wonderful people in that community that you can grow with. Uh, a lot of creatives. Um, and, and it seems like cr- us creatives are, are, are the ones who have these imposter syndromes quite a lot. So, uh, yeah, if that's yeah. you and you're out here, join us and, um, and let me know what you think. Yep. Yeah. I, I attract those people and I attract a whole lot of introverts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, uh, but I, I'm, like, I'm an extrovert introvert though. So yeah, yeah it yeah. works. It works. I, I get both sides of the fence. Right. All right. We getting out of here, guys. Um, <laughs> make sure. Let me plug my old stuff. <laughs> make sure. Go you ahead, go, Derek. <laughs> go ahead, Derek. <laughs> make sure you go to relationshipgumbo.info and check out everything that I'm on. I think this weekend I am on Erica's show on Dope Discussions Live. So make sure you check her out and follow her as well. Um, well, Erica and Gator um, on that show, and um, and that's going to be a good show too. And, um, and always go to um, realshoptalk.net for the men's panel every Monday at 8 p.m. So, yeah, just follow follow me, man. And every, follow me on IG. The IG, what's today? I probably, I'm probably going to do a, a pop-up IG live tomorrow um, at some point midday. So, we'll what see. What are you going to talk about, Derek? What I don't even know. I just, I just okay. let it come to me. And, it, and then it just kind of goes Meditate from there. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, we out of here, guys. Thank you guys for coming. Make sure that you stay safe um, and just keep coming back. You got good things coming. I know y'all waiting on those courses to come. I am, I am, I am Let's close. Go. When the courses Let's come, go. y'all are going to be amazed. Like those of you who follow me, y'all going to get the organic Derek. But the people who don't know my platform, they're going to be pleasantly surprised because I don't do any, like, I'm so against the corporate Derek that this thing is just going to feel like you sitting in your living room. Um, and that's what I wanted to feel like. The first course is called To Catch a Predator, something Ooh. I know intimately. So we're going to go do a deep dive and have modules. And the reason why, and just this is just me telling you guys, the reason why it's taking so long is it's not like, show up to this Zoom class, it's going to be a whole production. There's going to be a, a, um, a companion app that you can download to tie into the thing, and you can do it from your phone or your tablet. It's going oh, wow. to have quizzes and PDFs you can download. It's going to be amazing. So it's taking a little longer than I thought, but I want to make sure that that thing come off the way I want it to because I care about you guys. And I want to make sure that y'all get what y'all want and you can get it on demand and get it whenever you want, 24 hours a day. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Um, So anyway, thank y'all for coming. God bless and good night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Everybody wants good love. That's true. I know Derek Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo. Welcome to the podcast. Ain't no doubt we all need this. Hey, cause better relationships need better ingredients. Hey, so if you want better relations, it's about communication, finding love, staying together. We all want to make it better. Yeah, Derek Jones, the host, your relationship.
relationship coach thank you all for tuning in relationship gum